0: Welcome back to the Aired Out Podcast, I am your host, per usual, Lucas Hsu. Uh, We are back today, finally talking about the NFL. The NFL is here, I'm recording this on a Thursday at about 4pm, 4.02 right now, Central Time, but the NFL is three hours away my time, and I could not be more excited for it. First game we got today, we got the uh, Texans and Chiefs playing right away i'm I'm so excited we're gonna be back every week usually on thursdays just housekeeping before we get into the actual podcast be back every week on thursday usually late afternoon we're going to talk about uh the previous week beforehand and then we're going to try to talk about the next upcoming upcoming week so any big storylines from the previous week and we're talking about next week but right now we're going to talk about all the award predictions i got the divisional winners and my predictions for each, for all the games in the upcoming week. We're going to dive right into it right away. So for the awards for the defensive rookie of the year, so the rookie of the year, it's so then the player of the year, and then the MVP defensive rookie of the year. I mean, it's Chase Young. It's gotta be Chase Young. I mean, you're just throwing darts at a part at that point. There is no person in the NFL who would probably win that award Besides Chase Young. I mean, maybe Jeff Okuda, if he balls out. I, I don't know who else is going to win this besides Chase Young. It's a guaranteed win for him there. I don't know much to say about that award. Uh, the Offensive Rookie of the Year award, we got Joe Burrow. Well, I think Joe Burrow will win the award. I think it's closer than some may think. Uh, Joe Burrow obviously dominated well with LSU last year. 60 touchdowns, 6 picks. Torched the entire college football landscape. Destroyed the best defense in college football in Clemson. Put up 42 points against them. Drafted by the Bengals. And while well, the Bengals uh, do have a bad roster. And definitely need to rebuild more. And to get, help Burrow out, get players to help Burrow out. They do at least have some weapons for Burrow. I mean they got the likes of uh, A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd. Auden Tate. John Ross is a deep guy. Uh, Jeff T. Higgins as well. He'll develop alongside Burrow. Hope he can become a really good player with him. Uh, but he, Burrow, is the likely Offensive Rookie of the Year award winner. The only other person who could be competing with him right now is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out in Kansas City. Uh, Hilaire... I think, does have a chance against Burrow only because he's in a great offense, the Kansas City Chiefs, with Andy Reid coaching him. I mean, Andy Reid's one of the best play designers and play callers in the NFL right now, offensive-wise. And then he has Patrick Mahomes, who is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL now. And while the Chiefs will likely pass the ball a lot because they have Mahomes, and they have Travis Kelsey, and they have Tyreek Hill and they have all these offensive weapons they can use, I think Hilaire will get a lot of opportunities in that offense I got a lot of opportunities in the passing game as a running back I got a lot of opportunities running the ball I know because I know Andrew still likes that and I believe Hilaire will lose with a bell cow in Kansas City for the time being but I think it's Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow will win the award but Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a lot closer than people will give him credit for I believe Defensive player of the year award and offensive player of the year award as well but defensive player of the year award it's going to be Miles Garrett before uh, Miles Garrett got in trouble for bashing uh, Mason Rudolph's brains in, essentially, uh, he was on a tear. It was almost like it wasn't his breakout year because he was still playing incredible before that. He's still playing really good, but it was his best year to date. I mean, Miles Garrett was playing like a man possessed. He was a monster, he was a freak of nature. He put it all together. He had the freak athleticism. He put it together the great passing moves and skills. And he was dominating, incredible amount, of sacks, a good amount of sacks, a good amount of pressures, and he was just tearing defenses apart. He was the one lone star. We meant star, but the one good thing you looked to in the Cleveland Browns team, the team that was supposed to be the dominating team of the AFC, the team that was supposed to take over the AFC North, the team that was supposed to just take over the AFC in general with the likes of uh, Odell being added there. They had a bunch of uh, a bunch of other good players in that roster the other past offseason. They had Olivia Vernon in the other offseason. All these pieces and they just fell apart. But at least you had Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett who just went off last season. Obviously he got in trouble with uh, the baseman Rudolph situation. Rightfully so he got in trouble. But I think this year when he comes back and hopefully he plays a full season, doesn't get any suspension problems, doesn't get any injury problems. I assume he will. Uh, well, I mean, I assume we'll be able to play full season. But Miles Garrett, I think, will take over the NFL, and I think he's going to be like the he's going to be the, one of the big storylines of this NFL season. Like, holy man, look how good Miles Garrett is! Look how good he came off the suspension for eight or nine games, and now he's just in the NFL. I think he's going to be that guy. Next up, we've got Offensive Player of the Year award, and this one basically coaligns with MVP. Uh, rarely do or why even would the MVP not be the Offensive Player of the Year? It makes no sense. Uh, I heard one of the PFF guys talking about how there was one year where when Rodgers was the MVP, uh, Drew Brees was the Offensive Player of the Year award for whatever reason. That it makes zero terms to me, but whatever. But this season's uh, MVP and Offensive Player of the Year award thanks to Patrick Mahomes. He's come back out. He didn't win the award last year. He can come back out, though, and just continue what he's been doing for the past two years just throwing incredible passes dominating the nfl putting out a highlight reel basically every game and just doing what he does i mean the guy's a monster he's, he's a freak of nature and i really don't see anything changing he still has tyreek hill still has uh, travis kelsey still has mitchell schwartz on the right tackle position still has Nicole hardman still has sammy watkins Give him an extra opening, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, I see no reason why he can't continue with dominance. It's going to be, I think, another just dominant year for Patrick Mahomes. Next up, we're going to talk about the divisions. Uh, just going to talk about quickly about who's going to win each division or who I think will win each division and who I think might be close in the division and so on and so forth, etc. Uh, we're t- starting the NFC right away. We're going to do the NFC North and gonna be the Bay Packers. I think the Packers are going to take a step back this year, and I thought they are I also said that of my teams are going to take a step back on my podcast a little bit ago, I still think they're going to win the division. They're going to face a tough schedule with the other teams are playing, including the Saints, the Buccaneers, playing a bunch of teams that are hard. But I still think they're going to win the NFC North. I think the Bears are once again going to struggle with Trubisky as their quarterback. I think as long as Trubisky is their quarterback, they're going to continue to struggle. Their offense isn't going to go anywhere. He's just not a good QB. I think they need to get rid of him after this year, draft somebody else, get some free agency, do something because it's not working with him. In regards to the uh, Lions, I think the Lions are maybe the second best team in the NFC North. Got Matt Stafford, who before he got hurt and was replaced, he was playing some some. Some football we haven't seen match Stafford before. He was going down the field. He was throwing great passes. He, he looked like a man possessed. He looked like he was playing. He, he looked like it wasn't even him anymore. He was playing so good. He was playing aggressive. And he looked really, really good. He was on fire. Then he got hurt. And well, Lions took a downturn for the worse. And Obviously, you guys know the rest of the story. Lions one of the top picks in the NFL draft. They were not good. But this coming year, I think they have a really good chance of being a uh contender for the division. I mean, not contender, but being a decent football team. You got Matt Stafford. You got an extra UTJ Hawkinson developing. You got Kenny Galladay, who is one of the young receivers that nobody talks about a lot because it's not really flashy. He's not in a big uh, big market like a LA or a Dallas or any of these big market teams. He's in Detroit. But he's really, really, really good. Multiple 1,000-yard seasons. dominated last year. He played good when... Stafford was out last year. They have a really good young player. If he takes another step forward, even if it's a slight one, he'd be one of the most more dominant players in the NFL next year. The guy's really, really good. You got a solid defense coming back. Um, you did lose Darius Slay, but you still have some guys at least who are there who are decent. You have Jeff Okuda come out there. You got all these guys. Minnesota is... This is the second best odds to win the answer North, according to most betting places, anyways. From what I've seen, you have the second best odds. But I'm not sure how they're going to pull this off. They added some pieces in the defensive line, or puts a lot of guys. They brought in Yannick Ngakwe, but what really worries me in this Minnesota team is the receivers and the D backs. D backs, they got rid of Mackenzie Alexander. They got rid of uh, Trey Wayne's Xavier Rhodes is gone. They replaced them with or two guys who they replaced him with anyways, who are going to take up, i guessing, most of their snaps from those guys. Is going to be uh, Cameron Dantzler and Jeff Gladney. Gladney from TCU and dancer from Mississippi State, both of them from the draft. And I was high in Dantzler coming into the draft. I like Jeff Gladney coming into the draft, but no matter how high you are in rookies, it's a lot to expect them to contribute quality snaps early on. Especially in this COVID uh infested year of barely anybody getting to practice, no preseason games, all this stuff. It's gonna be a lot to ask of these guys to contribute quality NFL snaps. There's gonna be a lot of ugly snaps out there. From both Gladney and Dancer. Even if you loved them, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly for them. Then you got receivers, the trade away stuff on Diggs, the Buffalo Bills, they got some draft capital back from them. But as of now, their two starting receivers are going to be uh Adam Thielen, and then, uh, Ola B.C. Johnson. Ola B.C. Johnson is still a young guy. He's still a decent receiver, but, again, a lot to ask him to attribute as a number two guy. And behind them, you got Justin Jefferson, and it's the hodgepodge of receivers, Chad Beebe, all of them. And I really worry about both the Vikings receiving core and their cornerback group. Both worry me. The NFC West is another close one, uh, I'm giving it to the 49ers, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Seahawks won it. The Seahawks' worst enemy this year is going to be themselves. I think Pete Carroll needs to let Russ cook. I mean, it's been everywhere on Twitter. I think they do. I think they need to uh, just throw the ball more early on and let him uh, throw it short more. Just let them throw it in general. I saw a stat on Concord today, the other day, where the Seahawks had the least amount of first down throws. Behind the uh, Washington football team, behind just a bunch of teams, and I'm like, how is that? How's it possible? how How can a team throw the ball so little? I'm uh, the first quarter. Excuse me, not fourth down, first quarter. How can a team throw the ball so little in the first quarter that <sighs> that you, it just was so frustrating to me because you have Russell Wilson. You have D.K. Metcalf, who's a a good receiver. You have Tyler Lockett, who's a good receiver. How can you throw the ball so little when you have these players? You have Russell Wilson, who's the second-best QB in the NFL right now. It makes no earthly sense to me. And then they're trotting out a bunch of random guys for their edge-rushing group. They could have been Jadavian Clowney. He he won, like, $12 from the Titans. I mean, it's a mess out there in Seattle right now. And he has such good potential to be a good team. You have Russell Wilson. You have the most important piece in the NFL, and he drug you to playoff games. But you gotta help him out. Let him throw the ball more. Get him more weapons. Just help him out. That's why I think the 49ers are gonna win the division because, I mean, you have uh, Kyle Shanahan, who's one of the smartest offensive minds in football, one of the best play cards in football, best play designers in football. The dude's a freak of nature when it comes to coaching. You still have a quality defense with. Quan uh, Alexander all these dudes out there and then you got a decent offense as well while the receiving group is roaring me in a little bit Debo Samuel being out Brandon Ayuk getting hurt a bunch of guys just getting hurt overall I still think the 49ers will be able to pull the division out Cardinals have improved uh, Rams are still there it's going to be an interesting division but if any team's going to win it's going to be 49ers or Seahawks NFC East to the Dallas Cowboys uh, the Cowboys played way worse. I finished with a way worse record last year than they should have, I think. Uh, I mean, their point differential was uh, 113 last year compared to the Eagles who won the division. They had 31, 31 uh, positive point differential. The Eagles finished 9 7. Cowboys finished 8 8. It makes no earthly sense to me. The Cowboys just got unlucky, it felt like. But you still have Mark Cooper there. You still got Michael Gallup. You drafted CD Lamb in a really good draft. Uh, I mean, CD Lamb, he won't contribute greatly early on, I don't think, just because there's a lot of mouths to feed. He's a rookie and all this stuff, but still a guy. And I think you have a really good team around Dak Prescott. Nick Prescott, I think, mentioned, too, means great. I don't say great, but he's a good QB. He's a quality QB. But I think this Cowboys team will. Surely, win the NFC East. These things got really, really unlucky last year. I think Eagles will be a close-ish team. They improved this past year. They got they helped their D back group. They got Darius Slay. They had a bunch of guys back there. Fortunately for them, they uh, the number one receiver they got in the draft, Jalen Rager, hurt his shoulder. I believe his shoulder, so he'll be out for a little bit. But I think the Eagles will at least play second in the NFC East, and then. Besides them, it's the Giants and Redskins who are probably just fill at the bottom of the NFC East, finish with like a 4-12 record at best, and continue rebuilding. Next, we'll get NFC South. The South, I think New Orleans Saints are going to win the NFC South. It's going to be a close, 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 close division. Mainly between the Saints and the Bucks. The Saints have one of the best rosters in football, and, I mean, it's hard to argue with the Saints. I think the Saints are going to win it, but it's going to be close. And the Saints got Drew Brees. They got great offensive line with Ryan Ramczyk, Andres Pete, uh, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz they just drafted, uh, Teron Armstead. And then the receivers, they got Michael Thomas, and they added Emmanuel Sanders. The defense has the likes of uh, Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, uh, all these guys. Marcus, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, excuse me, not Marcus Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins, what was I thinking? Uh, they got a lot of really good players, so I think they're going to win the division for sure, but the Buccaneers are going to give them run for the money, at least. And they got Tom Brady, they just added this past year in the offseason, probably the biggest move of the offseason for almost any team, but you're giving him at least weapons too this year. I mean, in New England, he didn't have anybody he's throwing to. He's in throwing it Nik- to Nik- Nik- Harry and Jacoby Myers and all these guys. the set. But now you're giving him Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, uh, Mike Evans, who's hurt a little bit uh, coming into this week, but he should be healthy for most of the season. Uh, Mike Evans, OJ Howard, Cam and Braid, all these guys. Gronk's be back for whatever that's worth. He's at least familiar with Brady and at least a familiar target for Brady. But it's going to be a competition between the Saints and the Buccaneers. I'm going to give the Saints the edge, but I think it's going to be a close, close division. Falcons probably finish around an 8 and 8 record, 9 and 7 record, and the Panthers probably will continue rebuilding and continue trying to get better after the loss of Cam Newton and this whole rebuilding process. Going to the AFC now, we're going to start the AFC North. I the NFC. AFC North, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Taking the Ravens, I mean, they're the Ravens. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL with the likes of Marcus Peters, Marshawn Latimer. They got Marcus Peters out there. They got Marlon Humphrey, Jimmy Smith, T-Von Young's a nice backup. I mean, they got so many guys out here. They lost uh, Earl Thomas. Uh, they should cut him. They didn't really lose him, and they chose to lose him. But they got rid of him, to put it better. They still have a really nice secondary. A really, really nice secondary. Plus, they added. Cletus Campbell on their defensive line. the Apache Queen in the draft, who will struggle early on, being he's a rookie, and then if they just moving faster, but at least it's an improvement. I mean, this defense is really, really nice. And then, obviously, in the offense, you got Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson. He's the best... He's one of the best players in the NFL right now. Ultra-talented QB. Uh, he's so creative, so good with his feet, very mobile, and he's, if he develops his passing more, which... I'm still worried about his passing because I don't know if that's going to be... I don't know if last year was his real ability of passing or if it was a a fluke here. I don't want to say a fluke here, but I don't know if that's, he's playing, but anything he actually did. Or actually he is. But I still think the Raiders are going to take over the division. Even if Lamar takes a slight step back in his passing. Besides them, I think this division, once again, is a very competitive division. You get the likes of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are getting Big Ben back. You got DeAndre Johnson. You got Juju, for whatever he's worth. I think they're going to be a competitive team. Uh, TJ Watt, on the defense and Minka Fitzpatrick, is going to be a solid defense. Should be, at least. And then you have the Cleveland Browns, who I think are going to take a step forward. They got a year together. Odell has a year together with Baker now. They have a full offseason together. They improved their offensive line. Drafted Jedrick Wills. Drafted Austin Hooper. Got some extra tight ends. I was going I say Austin Hooper, I meant Austin. Uh, Jack Conklin. Austin Hooper's a tight end. Jack Conklin, right tackle. But uh, I think the divisions going to be really competitive. I think Ravens are gonna win it. I think Steelers and Browns are gonna compete for two and three spot. And then Bengals, I think, are gonna finish with like a five and eleven record, I think be the bottom of the division. Joe Burrow's gonna seem looking to improve, looking to get ready for and get ready for the NFL, understand the NFL, and just prepare for the next season. I don't think the Bengals are doing anything this year. Next up, we've got the AFC West. AFC West is a basically Kansas City Chiefs. There's not really much to say. Broncos are a nice team, but I think we're at a year away from them from doing anything major. I think Jay Judy's going to need to develop. Courtney is a willingness to see but he's possibly hurt this year, getting an MRI on his shoulder. Drew needs extra development time if he's the guy. is uh, new time just needs an extra year. This year, is it going to be a team to compete they're probably maybe even the playoffs they like got seven seed maybe but i don't think this is gonna be a team to do anything major yet you have the raiders who once again i think they're gonna be a mediocre team you have the chargers who are probably gonna be a mediocre, mediocre team again at least the chargers have a good secondary with the likes of desmond king chris harris jr uh casey hayward all those guys This here at he's young but he can play pretty well he's good deep safety They lost their own James, unfortunately, again. Sadly, I mean, man, one of the best players in football goes down. Two years in a row, it just sucks. Next up here, the AFC East. The AFC East might actually be won by a team not named the New England Patriots for the first time in a while. I think the Buffalo Bills might actually win the division here. But I think it's going to be really, really, really close. I think the Patriots probably finish... If not first, it's going to be for sure second. I think it, it could, the ASA East could end up being like a 10-6, 10-6 record for the Patriots and Bills. I mean, the two divisional games between the two teams, that's probably going determine who wins the division, in all honesty. If the Bills sue the Patriots and beat them both games in the division, then I think they'll win the division. If Patriots win it win both games, I think they'll win the division. I think those games are so, 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 so important now. Doing these two because they're such so, so close teams. I think the Bills have a... Bills have probably have a better roster. But the Patriots... I mean, they have Bill Belichick. They have... Uh, Josh McDaniels. And they have Cam Newton now. It's going to be really interesting to see what the... Uh, Bill Belichick and McDaniels do with Cam Newton. But the division is it's going to be Patriots and or Bills. I'm going to give it to the Bills for now. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Patriots won it. The Jets I think are going to... 5-11, 4-12 kind of team... They're going to struggle again this year. Dolphins might actually finish with another 5-11 and record. We might finish 6-10 even, maybe. They actually could turn things around. They have a nice defense. Barton Byron-Jones. Barton Kyle Noy. Hopefully, the receivers take a step forward this year. Obviously, Miami drafted two attack of at Valoa. He probably won't be a starter right away in Miami. Probably let Ryan Fitzpatrick start initially. Let Tua learn from him. Let Tua stay behind him for a little bit. Might start him this year, but... I don't know. I still think the team could be a quad team, though. Finally, for the divisions, we got the AFC South. The AFC South, I think, is going to be a weird division. The Colts replaced Jacoby Reset at QB with Philip Rivers. So this could give them a much better shot at winning games by having an actual quad at QB instead of a below-average to bad one. One that's actually willing to take shots on the field and... Play outside of structure a little bit. The Texans made massive moves with the trading of DeAndre Hopkins, but they brought in a bunch of guys this year. Brandon Cox is here. Uh, Randall Cobb is here now. Titans uh, made the playoffs last year, made a deep run in the playoffs this past year. It's going to be can Ryan Tannell he could up. Right now, I'm going to give the division to the Colts, but I think the two, three, and even one spot is going to be so tight this year. I mean Texans you got people sleeping in Texans I think a little bit obviously they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins but they at least brought in two other guys to help mitigate those problems and Cooks and Cobb Titans gonna be a tough team I mean can Ryan Tannehill continue how good he did last year or is he going to regress back to what he was the Colts brought in Phil Rivers they got him some extra receivers they got him Pittman Jr uh he has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL now, something he never even had. Uh, the Chargers in San Diego slash LA. It's going to be a really tight division. I'm going to get the Colts the division win, but it's going to be really close between the other two teams as well. I think the last place team is obviously the Jaguars. Char- They're not going to do anything to this year. They're going to just struggle. Next up, we we'll gonna be talking about Week 1 Preview. So I'm going to predict every game, give you the winner of a game, and record all these games as the season goes on. And I'll obviously address these games next week. Prediction for Week 1, sort of Thursday Night Football, first game of the season, Texans versus Chiefs. And I'm going to give the Chiefs the winner of the Texans. And I think this Chiefs offense is so high-powered, and I really don't see any way the Texans are going to be able to slow them down. I mean... I don't know who's gonna be covering Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Mikole Hardeman, all these guys. I have no idea who's gonna cover them. It's gonna turn into a, a shootout probably, but if you're asking what team's gonna get slowed down the most, I think it's gotta be the Texans. I think the Chiefs have at least some quality pieces on their defense. I mean, Tyron Matthews is a solid piece in the secondary. Uh Chris Jones is one of the better defensive tackles in the NFL. At least they're secondary. Secondary of the Chiefs, I trust a little bit more than I trust the Texans, and eh, I trust the Chiefs' defensive line just as much as I have to trust the Texans. But I'm ultimately going to go with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is too good. This Chiefs' offense is too good. Michael Hardman, uh, Terry kill Sammy Watkins—all these guys are too good. I'm going to get the Chiefs to win over the Texans in the first game of the season. Next up, we're talking about Sunday. Uh, Eagles versus the newly appointed Washington football team. I'm going to give the win here to the Eagles. I think the Eagles are flat out just a better team. I think Carson Wentz is the far better quarterback compared to I think this Eagles roster is just built better than the Redskins. I think Doug Peterson is the better coach within the two. I think it's going to be an easy win for the Eagles over Washington. As a it was a close game early on last year. I can't remember if the Eagles beat the beat Washington last year, but I'm gonna give the Eagles the win here this um, week. Next up we got the Dolphins versus the Patriots. I'm gonna give the win to the Patriots. But I think it's gonna be closer than people expect. I think the Dolphins are gonna come out and they're gonna be able to slow down the Patriots receiving attack. At least early on. I think Byron Jones is gonna do a nice job out there, Xavier Howard's gonna do a nice job out there. And I think they're going to be able to slow the Patriots down at least. But I also think the offense from the uh, Dolphins is going to hurt them too much. I think it's going to be a low scoring game between the both teams. But I think the Patriots are actually going to pull it out. And Cam is up going to find a way to win. But it's been close. Next up we have the Colts versus the Jaguars. I'm giving the win here to the Colts. This was his first game as a Colts player. I think he's going to tear apart the Jaguars. I really don't see the Jaguars win this game whatsoever. I mean, there's not really much to say about this game. Jaguars are a rebuilding team. Taking for uh, Trevor Lawrence. There's not going to do much this year. It's just not their year. They need to rebuild too much. They don't have anybody who's a major difference maker on this team besides maybe DJ Shark. But I don't think he's there yet either. I'm going to give the Colts to win this game. I think the Bears versus the Lions. Uh, I think it's going to the Lions here, actually. I think the Bears have a better defense than the Lions do. I think the Bears have a quality roster, but I think Trubisky is going to hurt them. Trubisky is going to just drag them down. I think he's going to play poorly this year, and it's going to be a struggle fest for (laughs) most of the season. I think the Bears are going to get 6-10, 7-9 team. Not going to get to 500. They're going to struggle once again. They have a really good defense. They got Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, uh, a good secondary. They got a good receiver in Allen Robinson. But I think this is going to struggle this year. And I think the Lions are going to take advantage of them. And I think Matt Stafford's going to continue what he did last year before he got hurt. And I think they're going to win in this game at least. Raiders versus the Panthers. I'm going to give the win to the Raiders here. I could see this game going to either team, though, to be honest. I think the Panthers are going to probably won't win the first game out of the gate but the continuity at least between Raiders and Derek Carr and Gruden after a year I think it also ultimately give them a little bit of an edge and I give give win to the Raiders I think they got some nice peeps pieces out there in Oakland it's not Oakland anymore Vegas now but ultimately I think the Raiders will win this game just due to the fact that some continuity They're some chemistry together with people already and they're not bringing a new head coach a new offensive coordinator a new QB and all these new pieces I think the continuity, at least in the first game, with have the Raiders the edge over the Panthers. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Panthers won this first game. Next up, Jets versus Bills. I'm going to give the game to the Bills here. I think the Jets' offense is just so poor and so weak, and they're running to a team who has actually a, de- a good defense here with a nice secondary, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White. I think they'll be able to slow down the Jets' passing game and just offense in general completely down. And even if Josh Allen and this Bills offense doesn't step up at all, like they need to to win this division this coming year and to win these games, I still think they'll be able to beat the Jets pretty handily. And I think the Jets have offered almost nothing on their offense and really short on the defense and really don't have an identity whatsoever. And they've got of their best defensive player this year in Jamal Adams. I think they're really going to struggle this coming year and just going to flat out lose to the uh, Bills. Browns versus Ravens. I think this is going to be a really, really exciting game. You've got the improved Browns with offensive line help for Baker, extra tight end help for Baker, uh, more chemistry as receivers versus one of the best offenses of last year. I'm going to give the win to the Ravens, but I think it's going to be a really exciting game. I think the Browns are going to put up a decent fight against the Ravens, actually, and they're going to make it close. Seahawks versus Falcons. I'm going to give this game to the Seahawks but I think it's going to be closer than people think it will be just for the fact that I think Pete Carroll and company are going to run the ball way too often in this game. I think it's going to allow the Falcons to get it, stay in this game for far too long. I do think Russell Wilson is going to pull something out of his butt and win the game for the Seahawks but it's going to be closer than people will give it credit for. Packers versus Vikings I'm giving the win to the Packers here but it's going to be an interesting game, I think. I think Kirk Cousins is a quality QB. And I think he's going to make it tough on the Packers. But I think Packers are going to pull it off. It's, I really think the Packers are going to target uh, the Vikings' young cornerbacks a lot. Uh, Cam Dantzler, Jeff Gladney. Once those guys get in the field, Nickel packages are the replacement for whoever's starting. I think they're going to get targeted far too often. And guys like Devontae Adams are just going to take advantage of them. And just... Pick them apart. Chargers versus Bengals. This is going to be a really exciting game because you got Joe Burrow first game in the NFL in general, not even a preseason, not, not even preseason game, just first NFL game versus the LA Chargers, who bring out one of the better secondaries in the NFL with Chris Harris Jr., Desmond King, uh, Casey Hayward, Nasir Adderley, and all these guys. And I think the Chargers are going to win this game. But it's going to be really interesting to see how good Joe Burr does against a high-quality defense his first game out. Buccaneers vs. Saints. This is the first matchup of one of the more important divisional matchups in football right now. I'm going to give the win to the Saints. But I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. And it's going to be really interesting to see how Bruce Arians uses Tom Brady in his offense. Bruce Arians usually is obviously a deep ball thrower. And I'm wondering if Tom Brady is going to be willing to change. And to adjust and how well he's going to play in this offense. Cardinals vs. Cowboys. I'm going to give the win to the 49 Oh, Cardinals vs. Cowboys. Excuse me. Cardinals vs. 49ers. Cardinals vs. 49ers. I'm going to give the win to the 49ers here. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Cardinals will come out and put up points. But... I ultimately think the 49ers are just too good of a team, too good of a defense, too good of a coaching difference, too good coaching, difference, excuse me for now. And I think they're going to pull out the win. I think the Cardinals are going to give some uh, 49ers fans a little bit of a skater. I think their offense is a pretty powerful team, and offense especially, but it's going to be close. Cowboys versus Rams. I'm give me the Cowboys. Uh, I think the Rams are a bit of a no man's land situation here. I'm not sure where to go. They have some decent players on both sides of the uh, positions, offense and defense. I mean to say, You've got Jalen Ramsey at cornerback, who's one of the best corners in the NFL. Jared Goff took a step back last year. Obviously, line took a step back this year. Last year, if offensive line can take a step forward at least, like just become average again, if they can get some receiving help, uh, I think they would be a decent team. But I think the Cowboys' offense is too powerful. Their defense is decent, at least, and I think the Cowboys defensive line is gonna have a fun time playing against this weak Rams offensive line. Monday Night Football, we get the Steelers versus the Giants. I'm taking the Steelers. I think this 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 whole whole team versus the Steelers is way better than the Giants. The Steelers are better secondary. They've a better uh, defensive line and pass rushing unit. Better receivers. Better quarterback. Better offensive line. Better everything. I think the Steelers are probably just going to trounce the Giants. Titans versus Broncos. I'm going to give the win to the Broncos here, surprisingly. I think Titans are playing in Mile High Stadium in Denver. And I think the environment of Denver being Mile High City, it's hard to catch your breath up there. Uh, It's going to be really hard for the Titans to play up there. I mean, first game of the season, not getting any the preseason games. It's going to make it hard on the Titans to play up there. I think Denver's going to pull out a sneaky win against the Titans and they're going to win the first game, their first game of the season. Uh, that's all for the podcast, guys. Please go follow the podcast at ErrolPod on Twitter. Go follow my personal account at lucasshoe 2 on Twitter. Please rate, review the podcast on whatever podcast platform you're on. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. See you later.